Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the Road to Rome podcast. Day three, not round three. We had to qualify that yesterday with some inclement weather. We've got to do the same today. Uh, That promised rain and wind and cold weather finally came through Augusta National, and now we are set up for a marathon Sunday finish to determine who is going to slide into that comfy green jacket. As he has been all weekend, my compadre, Connor Keenan, is along for this recap ride. Connor, how are you doing tonight, sir? And, uh, you know, are you, are we, is it feeling a little weird here in rainy, cold England typically to have a, a day that was Sunday, sunny and beautiful? I know you're in Northern Ireland, but, you know, sunny and beautiful over here in the UK. Meanwhile, we're watching our American brothers have to deal with absolute slop today in Augusta. It's so nice watching these pro golfers actually play in bad weather for once. It feels like we see it only a couple of times a year, right? Um, I was I, en- I enjoyed watching that today. Um, I think we would sort of expect, if you told me where we were going into Sunday right now on Wednesday, I think I would have believed you looking at the forecast. So I think we've avoided worst case scenario. All being well, we'll get finished tomorrow. No one wants a Monday finish. I have things to do. You have things to do. Um, I have an AFC Wimbledon match to cover on Monday. Like, I don't want to be sitting in, in Ply Lane watching the Masters, you know. Um, but, yeah, fun, fun to watch the guys struggle out there today. Um, shame that the weather just, the, the rain just kept getting worse and worse. And at, at, at a time, it was looking like we were going to be okay and potentially maybe not get finished tonight because of the, the sunlight, but certainly get onto the back nine and then just the, the rain gets heavier. I, I think it was Matsuyama hitting into the, under the 12th and the green was just a, a lake. <laughs> After that, it was like, okay, they're, they're, they're going to call this. Um, but yeah, what it does mean is we're set up for a hell of a Sunday. Yeah. I think they're going to have to go off at 8 AM tomorrow, probably uh, like they did today. And they're not going to be able to stop until, uh, the very end of the tournament. So um, I will slightly disagree with you. I don't know if I enjoyed watching it. I, in, I enjoyed it this morning for sure. Um, but as it kind of went on, I was like, God, like, I don't know. It's fine. It's one thing for the Open Championship. I love a U.S. Open where the conditions are really difficult and the players are just, you know, bitching and moaning because they have to hit out of crazy thick rough or the greens are super fast. Uh, It just felt kind of weird watching a master's tournament, you know, where so much of what makes the tournament special is the conditions and the holes that we all know year after year. And they play kind of the same way and they just weren't playing the same way today. You know, uh, once it's really started raining and wind and cold, the, None of the par fives were really gettable. Uh, So I think the morning was great, but I am glad that they they eventually called it. And I think with good weather tomorrow, it's still going to be cold. And I think it's still going to be windy. Uh, I do think we're still, I think, yeah, I think we're still going to get some, some toughness, but you know, at the same time, it might get super soft out there on the greens. One thing that's for sure though, is, it's still going to play long. There's no way the fairways are going to dry overnight. So I uh, I enjoyed it this morning, but I am thankful that they did call it. And I, I think, you know, like you said, it's going to be a really heck of a Sunday because there's going to be probably, uh, what, 16 hours of golf coverage tomorrow? It'll be a proper marathon. 
to play devil's advocate, how much of that, maybe, I don't know if I want to say lack of entertainment on your behalf, is because the leader is four shots in the lead and third place is an amateur for four shots behind, or three shots rather, behind second place? Yeah, maybe that plays into it. Um, but I don't know. It just, it, at some point, it was just like, okay, like, it's the, no one's really like, surviving out here and there were some guys that thrived for sure so it was possible can't three under can't lace three under of course matt fitzpatrick is three under and rocketing <laughs> on the leaderboard uh i think team europe needs to find a way to play the Ryder cup in antarctica one year and um, <laughs> fitzpatrick will lead you guys to glory but you'd, you'd have to drop morikawa from the team dude hold on i'm more that, that was a drive-by i'm sorry Morikawa hit the greatest shot of the entire weekend this week, and I don't know if anybody really saw it because was that was that can I can I guess was that the wood on the par five fourth? Uh, the the it was no the par three fourth the uh, par three he hit a wood. Oh, sorry, what did I say? Par four? I meant par three. Yes, yes, I know exactly the shot you're talking about. That was a hell of a golf shot, and I'd spin I mean, on it. I couldn't believe it. No one was really getting close <laughs> to that hole. Uh, we have accused him as being a dome golfer. Other other uh, golf entities have too. That was the greatest shot of it. I've seen like all masters, honestly, just from it came out of nowhere. It felt like, and then of course he went on to bogey, you know, two of the next three holes uh, when it looked like he might be a contender. And now he's, uh, I think T four at five under, which is high on the leaderboard, but he's eight shots behind Kepka. So uh, should we get into I think before we get to Kepka, let's start with Rom because we saw a lot of. We only saw Kepka play six holes today, and we saw Rom play uh, finish play nine in the morning, and of course six this afternoon. I have to, you know, he's four shots behind right now, which is not ideal, but I got to give him credit for you know he he did what he needed to this morning in difficult conditions. You know, Cam Young, Justin Thomas is playing partners a uh, really like. They struggled out there. A lot of guys kind of, if they had any chance of, you know, racing to the top and getting near Kepka, they didn't take it. And, and Rom did. Uh, he got within two shots heading to the final round and really put him in a position where he could go run down Brooks. Whether he does that or not remains to be seen. But I was just impressed with his his overall play in the, in the sloppy conditions this morning. Uh, yeah, shout out Justin Thomas for um, just confirming our um, pick not to win on the final hole. Well, the last the last two holes, he was two over par and somehow well, he finished with five, didn't he? Or four? Um, well, that, well he, he played himself. Yeah, he he played himself out of the tournament, um, missing the cut on the on the final hole. Um, yeah, that was a grind. Eighteen was so good to watch today. Um, have that. People that don't want the golf ball rule back. See what happens when you have guys playing long irons and woods in the par fours, which happens for us mere mortals the odd time, but not for not for golfers in in sunny weather on the PGA Tour anymore. Um, but you added a, a bit of length and a bit of bite to the course, and obviously the conditions and the cold temperatures and that that the 18th was so good to watch. Everyone struggling. It's such a hard tee shot. In any conditions, never mind in the wet, and they're all trying to hit sort of cuts that run up the hill, and they're double crossing themselves, and they're and they couldn't even reach the bunker today. The bunker was out of play. 
um, especially when the weather got really bad near the end of round two. Um, but yeah, credit to John. Um, I did like testament to him in the sense that I would have been more surprised today if he went backwards compared to what he did do. Um, it was a shame to drop one on 16. Obviously, very difficult pin, a lot more difficult. It's, it's the same pin as it was yesterday, but with the weather and the ball not traveling as far, it's really hard to get it all the way back there. I don't really, off the top of my head, I don't remember seeing anyone getting back there. And then it's such a tough two-putt from all the way down the hill. Um, good birdie on 17, and then obviously the, the bogey on 18 was a bit disappointing. It was a per, per chip was his third. Um you have to think maybe with the with the soft conditions you can be a bit more aggressive and play the ball in the air a bit more fly it to fly close to the hole rather than hitting a little bump and run and getting it on the deck and it's just you, it's it's hard to judge the speed of the greens when there's so much rain falling but um he's made it interesting you say it's a four shot lead but it's worth noting that when the when the horn blew Brooks Kapka has an 11 foot Power putt on seven, and John Ram has a nine foot birdie putt. So, in the first two minutes of play tomorrow, we could have a two shot swing, and it could be a two shot lead again. Um, so we'll see. I like. I think. I don't know if it's going to go right down to the final hole, but Ram will be on the coattails of Kapka at least. I think when we when we go to Amen Corner um, late tomorrow evening. Uh, for the final round, he's certainly, I, I can't see him going backwards. I think he's going to stay in this and hopefully provide us a good finish because he's going to have to keep up with Brooks. I don't think Brooks is going to come backwards either. Yeah, you mentioned Rom and Kepka where they are on hole seven, uh, but just based off how they played so far, I fully expect Kepka to make his birdie putt or his par putt and Rom to miss his birdie putt. Putting is really the only thing that's kept Rom uh out of first place right now of course he had the four putt on uh day one on hole one of the tournament um and that's going to play a big factor into his stats but on data golf for the entire event he is 23rd in strokes gained putting and kepka is second and i mean that right there is the difference uh Kepka is gaining 1.76 strokes on the field and rom is gaining 0.56 which is a pretty good uh, yeah, he's still gaining strokes putting, but like today in the third, like you mentioned on 16, like he didn't hit a great iron shot and he, he three putted right. Uh, today he, I believe he three putted on, uh, five, on five or am I thinking about this right? Yes. On five, he three putted because four was the, the bad chip. And it just feels like if he, one of the things that Kepka is so freaking good at, especially in majors, is lag putting. And it feels like if, if Rom was just a little sharper with his lag putting right now, where like, you know, we don't need to sink this for birdie, we just absolutely cannot get bogey, he'd be at least a couple strokes closer to Kepka, if not right there. Uh, and to your point, I agree. I think. I don't think Rom's going backwards, but I definitely don't think Kepka's going backwards either. So Rom's going to have to catch him. Fortunately, I think easier conditions tomorrow, that maybe suits. I think I genuinely think that suits Rom better than Kepka, uh, get making the course easier. Not that Rom can't play in uh, bad conditions, but I think Kepka is like perfectly fine to just, like we said yesterday, hit the middle of the green, you know, two putt par, just kind of plod his way around the course where, uh, bad 
rainy and windy and cold conditions kind of limit Rom being as aggressive as maybe he wants to be. So, yeah. But before we go on to talk about Kapka, can we just call this tournament for what it is? It's a two horse race. Um, I'm watching them on Sky Sports, and it's like, oh yeah, you can go all the way back to Jordan Spieth at four under par, five under par. Like this has been a two horse race all day. Like no one's going to catch them. It's third place being an amateur, with all due respect, Sam Bennett. Two over after the first two holes today. It, 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 it's Kapka and Ram, and everyone else is just fighting for, for spots in the top ten. Really, I agree. Um, if there's one player that I think, well. <laughs> Am I gonna? Am I really gonna do this again? Well, you uh, set yourself up, so I'd like to. I'd like you to finish the sentence because I'm intrigued, and I'm almost certainly gonna disagree. But I'd like to hear it. No, I think you're gonna agree with me. I think if there's one player that could go get them, it's Matt Phil Mickelson. No, it's it's Fitzpatrick. <laughs> He's got Fitzpatrick. Still has two par fives on the back nine coming up. Um, he's clearly maybe found some form in the in the in the shitty weather today. He's five under. I don't think he's going to, but like for me, I'm looking at like Cantlay is he's already through the first par five. Like if I'm going to pick someone that could go get them, it's got to be somebody that still has both of the par fives on the back nine to go. Um, Morikawa also has it. So does Hovland. I don't trust Hovland at all. Um, no, neither do I. I, I, I don't gen- trust Morikawa either, if, to be honest with him. That's fair. I do. I just, I, I think, I really think like, I feel bad. I, I don't, I feel bad's the wrong word, but it's just, it's, I think Morikawa is playing some really, really good golf this week. And uh, as a Morikawa fan, it's a, it's a little, just, it's a little frustrating that the lead is, you know, 13 under right now instead of nine under, you know, like if Rom was leading at nine under, I would fully feel like Morikawa is in this, but it's eight shots and not four that he has to make up. So but uh, can I, I, can I, um, can I, to, to sort of segue us into Kapka, can I sort of build on that point of how big the lead is? Um, yeah. This is a bit of a bit. So I'm slightly joking here, but I'm also semi-serious. On a scale of one to 10, how big a crowning is this for, for Brooks Kapka? Like, uh, like before we even get into the conditions, to go back to Thursday, the rules of golf are you cannot help your playing partners and tell them what club you hit. His caddy very, very blatantly tells Gary Woodland's caddy that he hit a five iron. Brooks, even as he was taken off his glove, clearly made a five signal towards Gary Woodland and his caddy. Um, the Augusta rules officials take them in and they sort of explain themselves out of a penalty, which, I mean, I think it's as blatant as you get. Like, don't get me wrong, professional golfers do it pretty much every round, but to do it that blatantly, like to go out and and, and tell your playing partner what you're, what you're hitting, it's a breach of the rules, and they just haven't, they just don't have, they didn't have the balls to penalize them. I don't know if Live Golf had to come into this and they didn't want to sort of stoke the tensions a bit more, but... The, the ball was in Augustus' court uh, to penalise him. He should have been penalised, and he wasn't. And now a four-shot lead is, is that instead of two shots. Um, and then to go into the conditions, obviously you got the be- better side of the draw. I think the second-round scoring average in the, for the morning draw was half shot over par. The afternoon was two shots over par. 
So, I mean, a one and a half shot swing between the draws, significant. Brooks got the entire second round, just beautiful weather, the sun shining, the course was there to attack, and he attacked it in fair play. He played he played awesome golf, good, boring, but bully boy major golf, and shot a great 67. Um, but I think the, the, the biggest crowning aspect is that now that he finally has to play in the conditions that the other guys did this morning in the rain, they only play six holes. So from that aspect, like you're looking at the weather and it's like you're wasting your time getting in, getting annoyed by it, by getting called off this afternoon, this evening, because they had no other choice. But I, I do wish we saw Kepka in the, in the conditions a little more, even though he was doing well. He's one under through, through six holes. Would that have stayed the same? Probably, but uh, it just just feels like a bit of a crowning, and in, in my opinion, maybe I'm am I, am I being harsh? Uh, I think I think you're no. I uh, to answer your question, scale of one to ten, I'd give it a four. Like it's it there's because there are a lot of crowning elements to this that you so eloquently just laid out on the table <laughs> for us, but it's it also feels like. He's just kind of the best player. He's just been playing the best right now, like, no matter what the conditions are. Like, you said, like, yes, the conditions were much easier for him in uh, in round two, right? Um, but it's not like guys just went out there and, and got it, you know? He shot only three people shot five under, and Kepka was one of them. So, uh, in in the second round. And... Today, like you mentioned, uh, he's one under. He's only played one of the par fives. That's where he makes his money. Is he's? I didn't even realize this. We didn't uh, last night when we spoke, but he did not birdie any hole yesterday other than the par fives. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> like he he was five under on the round, and he didn't make a bogey, and he was five under on the four four par fives. So. I think there's a lot of elements to this that make me suspicious and it's, they smell like a crowning, but at the end of the day, like he's just playing some really, really freakish good golf. And that could, but but like, like we said, that could all change within two minutes tomorrow when they get to number seven green, if he misses his putt and then Rom rolls it in over top of him. Absolutely. Um, as a, as a neutral, I'm hoping that not a lot of bit of spice, but, at the end of the day, Brooks could reach all the par fives, and then when Ram came out today, couldn't reach, um, couldn't reach uh, thirteen, couldn't reach fifteen, and that's that's a shot in itself. There, just even the the ability to have a go at those greens. Um, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a, in my opinion, it's a bit of a crowning, especially with the 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 non penalty thrown on top of it. But I'm no, in no way, shape, or form saying that Brooks doesn't deserve to be winning this tournament. He's played the best golf, but I would argue that Ram's 69 in the second round is much more impressive than, than Brooks' 67, uh, cons- considering the uh, considering the conditions. Look, I'll say this. I think Ram, if he doesn't play in these in the t- more difficult conditions, probably gets, I, th- I think it's fair to say, two shots, right? Like, maybe at the most, Um at least one, but I don't really think more than two. Like, okay, so he's tied with Brooks maybe instead of trailing by two going into round three. And then today, so far, Brooks is two shots ahead of Rom. So 
and then those two shots are the penalty. Which again, like it should have been the penalty. He should have lost two strokes. Personally, like I I don't really care too much, but I think it, it's also like hilarious that like Gary Woodland was the one that was benefiting from this advice, not like not Kepka, but uh, like it's you got to be smarter than that when. Yeah the masters has cameras all over the place that they refuse to show us on live TV, but are willing to later on. Should we talk a little TV coverage, Connor? Should well, I just go on my, yeah, on yeah. My- so like I, I remember I was in the group chat in the WhatsApp chat being like, why the hell is there live golf going on? And they're not showing it. Cause I'm sitting watching on sky sports. Obviously I presume you're watching the American coverage, right? On your, on your VPN, uh, probably breaking a law or two there, but Whoa. Uh, who knows? And um, I'm sitting watching Mike Tirico in this really cheesy studio. And like, I look at the leaderboard and they've teed off the first hole. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, why are we not showing this? Thankfully, on Sky, you could press the red button and sort of get featured coverage. So I picked up the coverage on on the second green. But I, I my jaw was on the floor. I don't know, like. It's different here because over in the UK, we just get Sky and Sky show the golf and that's it. But you guys sort of rotate between different different uh, channels and stuff. So I don't know. I don't know. Please explain. Please explain because I don't have a clue what why there are complications and, and why wasn't the golf shown. Uh, I just want to say first off that out of the 16 minutes of CBS's broadcast, my favorite part was watching <laughs> the uh, greenskeepers squeegee the green on number seven, so Brooks and Rom could roll a putt that they never actually had to hit. So uh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't really have a great answer for you of why it's like this, but uh, the Masters they they get they do in the morning every day they do featured groups and. Then you can either watch holes four, five, six, Amen Corner, and then holes fifteen, sixteen, um, and then that's all you really get until about three o'clock in the afternoon when ESPN or CBS takes over, and that's what they were going to do today. That's fine, I get it. If you're going to do that though on the weekend, one of the featured groups has to be the leaders. I do not give a crap about watching Tommy Fleetwood, Tony Finau, and Scotty Scheffler battle it out for you know 21st place on the leaderboard uh it was really really frustrating not being able to watch rom kepka and bennett you know play those first three holes and i say i say bennett and it's not just me casually throwing him in there it is fucking ridiculous that an amateur was in the final group of the masters on the weekend and i didn't get to see him hit a shot live until hole four when he had already gone uh bogey bogey to start and kind of eliminate himself sure he was probably never going to compete till the bitter end uh but he's still third place and like it's you i still want to watch him yeah I've been, and i've enjoyed watching he's got a funny little swing he walks around on a swagger no too bad you got to wait till four five six and then they left the sixth green they left the sixth green and then i had to wait another 14 minutes till i got to see them uh, get to seven, and I didn't. I didn't. We didn't see the leaders hit a single shot. I'm pretty sure, other than Kepka's bunker shot on the uh, live broadcast. So, and, and, and the worst part of it, they're sitting Mike Tirico. Don't get me wrong, I love Mike Tirico. He's he's great at what he does, and they had Brad Faxon in there, and he's great at what he does. But I don't want to listen to them when the leaders are playing the third round of the the Masters. Um, yeah. And the worst part was they were sitting in their 
tacky little studio, describing where the leaders' golf shots were going and showing graphics of where they ended up with their tee shots in the first. And it's like, well, I don't know. Maybe show us them hitting the shots. Just baffling. Truly, truly baffling. And Lord knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah, they've got a serious uh, issue on their hands tomorrow here in America because on the Thursday, Friday, ESPN has all the coverage. And um, so they don't, and ESPN doesn't mind shelving like their morning sports center to bring you the live masters. Um, and today, uh, CBS was flexible and allowed ESPN to show the conclusion of round two. And then they were like, we'll pick up round three. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow morning. I would imagine ESPN picks it up. But if I'm CBS, I'm not going to be happy that ESPN's getting to show round three when that was our responsibility. Um, that All I'll say is that Augusta better figure out a way for us to all watch every shot by the leaders <laughs> tomorrow. And uh, But I would not be surprised if we get to watch every shot in the morning and then they take a break and tease us again in in the afternoon uh yeah. really if, if, um i'll let you know what sky is saying and uh you can you can hop off the vpn and hop on the sky sports golf because their coverage is normally pretty good and i'll tell you what the one time of the year when sky actually holds the like the actual broadcast rights is the open championship and man is it a good product so much better than any product that any american channel has their a true credit to themselves when the when the open comes around so fingers crossed we'll actually have uh, be able to watch the golf tomorrow which is an insane thing to say imagine having a super bowl and uh you can't watch it until you're halfway through the second quarter it's just <laughs> it's truly truly crazy yeah, while we're talking, I just keep like going to the Masters Twitter page to see if they have made an announcement yet, and they haven't because I'm imagining they're they're struggling putting all the pieces together right now of exactly what they're going to do tomorrow as far as tee times and uh, TV coverage. But let's move on. I think uh, we'll wrap up here pretty quickly. But I do, you know, do you want to see Tiger Woods come back out tomorrow, Connor? No. He- he is dead last in the out of the, everybody that made the cut right now. Uh, he is nine over par, seventy second overall in strokes gained. Or well, that was in round two. He was seventy second in strokes gained. He is, anyways. He's struggling out there. It doesn't look good for the cat. Uh, do you want to see him tomorrow? No, no. Um, it's a tough one because it obviously it's great to see him out there, but at the same time it's sad to see him out there because you can see how the the leg is not good, the conditions do not help it, the the cold weather do not help it, and there was a visible limp fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, and fifteen. He had a I think he tripled it or doubled it, and uh, when he went to pick the ball out of the hole, you could just see him grimace. You have nothing to play for, Tiger. You may as well just hop out if. No one's gonna be like, "Oh, you're taking a place up in the field." You're Tiger freaking Woods. You can do what you want. You're the greatest of all time. Um, no one's gonna think less of him. Heal up. Get ready for for the summer because I don't know what majors he's gonna play. Um, but you'd imagine he'd be playing Royal Liverpool for the for the Open. Nice flat golf course. Hopefully, well, I was gonna say hopefully good weather, but who the hell knows? <laughs> um, yeah, just heal up. We don't have to don't have to see this. Amazing achievement making the cut. Slightly crowned by the weather. 
Um, well, actually, not no, not really, because he played in it, right? But yeah, nice, nice of his friend Justin Thomas to truly mess up the final three holes and and play him in the in the and in the contention for for making the cup. But yeah, he's three shots adrift of Charles Schwartzel, six over through seven holes in the third round. Don't need to see it. Amazing, he made the cup, but yeah, I don't want to watch Tiger play a round and a half tomorrow. Uh, no matter the conditions, uh, just just heal up, Tiger. Do the right thing. <laughs> I would. I will. I think he's a hundred percent coming back. But I agree with you. I you know, and I think you know it's it's a matter of pride for him and he loves Augusta and he doesn't know how much longer he'll play. That's all right. Uh, it's just very sad watching him kind of limp around in this terrible weather. I do think he's like, <laughs> we say this for a lot of majors that he plays in, but it's like, Oh God, he could be a really good fit uh, at LACC and Royal Liverpool. Uh, but he should be a pretty good fit at the course. He's won uh, five times at how many times has he won Augusta? five right like it's plenty uh, plenty of times it's it's kind of crazy to to call him a good fit anywhere right now it just seems like but in terms of like a good fit you got to be able to walk the golf course and we know how difficult to walk augusta is on two legs never mind one leg so yeah let's let's just set this with this this sunday all right tiger put your feet up uh couple of guys we've talked a lot about this week, but we haven't mentioned tonight, Cam Young and Jordan Spieth, a little disappointed in them. Just uh, Spieth in particular, like he played during the good draw and uh, was not, you know, not able to kind of elevate himself to the top of the leaderboard then. And he's fallen back this weekend. Uh, shout out to him trying to, pull off a shot from the jungle and completely missing the ball only to set up a better lie to get it out of the jungle. Um, Cam Young just, he's so good, but still a little green behind the ears. He did not take advantage of the par fives nearly enough this morning. And, uh, and then today he finally made a birdie on eight just before the horn sounded. And, uh, and Phil Mickelson, you mentioned him, but I mean, four under par up there. Four under par, tied for eighth. He's he was even uh, today. At you know he made a birdie on three and made a birdie on six. Not two holes that were playing very difficult. And then of course uh, bogeyed the par five eighth. But I wish I could say it was good to see Phil Mickelson back. I'm not sure if that's a truthful statement given all the crap he's been through in recent years with with Liv and. Uh, comments about the Saudis and for the Saudis and it is what it is. It's uh he's a fun golfer to watch. I could watch him hit that left-handed fade all the time, but let's, I will be fascinated to see how, how high he ends up on the leaderboard. Yeah. Um, I would have put the house on him missing the cut. <laughs> so, I mean, fair play. Um, it is quite sad seeing him because I've just rooted for him for so long. Like, him winning the PGA a few years ago, I was up there with my, certainly in the top three majors. I couldn't believe what I was seeing when he won it, especially beating, beating Brooks. Um, but um, the whole the whole live golf scenario is sort of soured a little bit, hasn't it? So it's just a it's a weird one. But 
Um, good weekend. Good weekend for Live Golf. I think they've they've so over. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, even Kepka aside, I think most of their like Joaquin Neiman's playing well. Cameron Smith's, you know, was coming in on zero form is doing okay. Mickelson, you know, at, at that high up there. Patrick Reed's inside the top twenty. Uh, I think Dustin Johnson's the big, big disappointment. You know, uh-huh. we thought he'd kind of roll on in. He's T fifty one right now. He did not handle the conditions today well at all. Six over um, in the third round. So it'll be interesting to see all eighteen of the live golf guys uh, on the green to congratulate Brooks Kapka if he if he gets it done. Can't Do, wait. Will they, will they be there? Imagine Ram and Kapka are 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 tied on the eighteenth uh, hole, and they both have twelve footers to win the tournament. Kapka misses his Ram holds his. And all the live guys are just sort of standing there at the back of the green. An unforgettable scene that would be. Uh, <laughs> real quick, let's let's. I got two questions for you. Uh, Let me. Brooks Kepka right now is fifty three point seven percent to win. John Rahm is twenty nine point eight percent. That's according to Data Golf. As we've said multiple times, uh, we could get a two shot swing right away. Who wins tomorrow, Connor? And what is the winning score? And I'll give my predictions after you. Brooks wins. Oh, it's, it's hard because you don't know how, like, what the conditions are going to be like. My head says 15, but, I mean, if that's a really soft golf course, he could just go out there and tear it up, right? It could be 17, 18. It depends on the wind, really. Um, I'm going to go Brooks... 17 under par. I I have a sneaky suspicion Rom is going to do it tomorrow, but I I I would never put money on that like because it, it, he's <laughs> like looking at the odds I'm pretty sure he's still like plus 100 or plus 200 and he's down by 4 like that with not that many holes left in the grand scheme of a tournament. Um I'm going to say Rom and I'm going to say 16 under. I think he can come out and finish and get to 11 under um, going into the final round. And he can definitely shoot. You know, the pins are going to be easier. But that would mean Brooks only goes three under the rest of the way. I don't yeah. like that. Prediction, but just a zag from your zig, I'll, <laughs> I'll say Rom and 16 like if, under. If the wind doesn't get up, I think it brings the percentage of a guy coming out of the pack up from 0% to 1%. But I think if the wind doesn't get up, I think I think Kepka's just going to do what he did on Friday and just on Thursday and just plot his way around. Don't make mistakes. If if Kepka's mistake-free, just boring golf like he did Thursday, Friday, he's he's got this in the bag. I don't think uh, Ram will be able to out-muscle him in that sense, but it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to watch. Hopefully we get a fun back nine. I, I don't want Kepka being... Four or five clear on the on Amen corner and having a bit of a fizzle out because it'll feel like the weather is almost stolen. What is what could have been a truly all timer tournament from us to just sort of like a two horse race because it's felt for me anyway. It's felt like a two horse race pretty much since since we recorded the podcast yesterday evening. Yeah, let's uh, hopefully we'll get that scenario we keep talking about. Rom birdies and Kepka bogeys and it's two shots, but we'll see. Awesome. 
thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Connor, for joining me. Uh, we're going to have a lot of golf in between now and our next podcast tomorrow night when this is over, and we get to finally talk about a Masters winner, but very much looking forward to that and uh, speak to you, Connor, and everyone else very soon. 